Blackstar FM and one of the sites that is going to be very, very popular as you come into the Cape from south is, of course, the Gateway to Cape York at Lakeland. Already I've seen a couple of sculptures there. One, of course, is the boat and the barramundi. The other was this amazing eagle as you walk into the park. Well, on the phone with me now to discuss more about the sculptures that you will be seeing inside the Gateway to Cape York is Dev Lengjul. Dev, thank you very, very much for your time, mate. Hey, good morning, Mark. Now, the call has been out for community members to put in a design for sculptures that will be part of this uh, park and is also going to, I suppose, introduce visitors to what they can expect. And I believe today you've got the first one going in. Yes, mate, and I am so chuffed. I mean, it is a lengthy process, of course. Uh, I'm dealing with 17 communities, and uh, so it's a lot of juggling, and, and the timeline, of course, is a wee bit different in Cape York than uh, one expects to in the city or whatnot, and especially with the distances involved. So to have the first community sculpture to go in it's just, wow, I am so, so pleased. And um, it is from Laura. The Laura Rangers actually had a one, most wonderful idea to submit a carved rock so that the rock will actually have carved um, totems as well as some crinkens in it. And it's really, really wonderful. As part of this, is it something that they've done themselves or you've, or you've had, a, um, I suppose, an artisan helping them with the carving? No, oh, at, at this point, actually, um, well, there's Ted, who was heading, uh, heading the, the Rangers for some time, the partner of Susan Marsh, who's nowadays the head ranger, for want of a better word, and um, uh, he, he certainly showed some skills in carving the rock as he has done in the past. So it was a collaboration, actually, an internal collaboration with Tate, showing the rangers, men and women, how to use a Dremel bit, for instance, and how to carve with a diamond tip, uh, a grinding wheel and, and whatnot. And um, there was a lot of discussions about what totems and whatnot to be brought in, and they brought in an artist who then actually drew the totems onto the rock and then it was carved out. So this is going to be a pretty amazing one because, from what I understand, a lot of these sculptures that are going into the park will be very tactile, so people can touch them, feel them, look at them and everything else. And this sounds yes. perfect with the Laura because Laura's just down the road from the park itself. Yes, only 61 kilometres. And, um, oh, look, I'm just so, so stoked to, for the first sculpture to go in and that it happens to be Laura. Wow, how fantastic. It certainly is. Now, this is scheduled for today, What a little bit later on this morning, I believe. We're estimating it to be approximately around 11.30, give or take half an hour. It's a hefty rock, <laughs> I might add. We're talking about close to one tonne of rock. We'll have uh, a most interesting time uh, actually putting the rock into place. Now, this is just and, the first of the sculptures, I believe, because you have yes. so many communities that are working on these Lockhart River, Napanum. They're coming from all over. This is amazing. It's going to be very, very 
I suppose, dynamic when all these are in place? Oh, most certainly, Mark. I mean, I uh, obviously I'm biased when I say this. <laughs> that I'm the, the man who sort of uh, um, is, uh, is heading this process. But um, part of my thing is that I really, really wanted to have as many diverse sculptures and medium there. Of course, the, the, the ult- ultimately the design is dictated by the individual community. If I, I get a design from a community, I interpret that design into a 3D model, and the model can be either stainless steel or core 10. We also have wood, we have mosaic, many different materials. So 17 sculptures, 17 communities, each very, very individual as the communities are. And I think it's a most wonderful representation of Cape York and the people, the art and culture that Cape York actually embodies. You've already had one piece out the front. So I had thought that was one of the sculptures, but you were saying that eagle, that huge eagle, is just at the entrance as you walk into the um, the park itself. Yes, that was um, that was something that happened before my time. There was a a call out for submissions for for two major works, and um, so the, the 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 boat and the barramundi was one work, and this eagle was the other work. Uh, by a young student from uh, Bloomfield, Orion. And she, um, um, that design was then interpreted by, uh, or well, we called out for submissions by artists to produce the work. And David Walsh, a very accomplished sculptor in, in stainless steel, he produced an incredible work. It's really, really when when it arrived and when we installed it, I was taken aback by the the work, by the intensity, the dynamic of that particular work. And you know, I've been around for twenty years doing sculpture shows, and it was just like, wow, this is really really cool. So that is on the left hand side. Well, you can't miss it. It's big. It's about two meters high with a wingspan of approximately three meters. So it's also designed, of course, because this is a tourism in- initiative, this park as well, that two people can stand and be enveloped by the wings so you can have your photo taken with a gigantic stainless steel eagle. It looks amazing. Now, the first work, as I said, this is going to be the one from Laura, is the rock art. Now, we've got a lot of other artists, I believe, doing it. So what are the, some of the other mediums that are being used in the sculptures? So yes, so we just had a had a workshop in in Napronum with Marsha Hall. Her design, um, a pandanus and totems. The term pandanus significant for the local people as a warning sign for when uh, storms arrive. When you know, it, it's very significant for the local people there, and that's going to be done in a mosaic in mosaic form. Then we move up to uh, Weeper, and there are two Western artists, Alyssa Nash and Ariel Roberts from Weeper, and they're going to produce and use actually the local bauxite because that is what is there. They have got this sort of stainless steel river system and a glass bowl talking about the four rivers of the region. Then we go up to Marpoon, 
um, where Laura de Jersey actually has made a most wonderful, very contemporary story that we are producing in aluminium, and it's about Mapoon and New Mapoon, how Mapoon was, I mean, you know, annihilated back mm. in 1963. So there is this, but it's overarching with the swamp goose because the, the geese are always there. Then uh, Bamaga, there I'm working with uh, uh, Uncle Tony Savage and Michael uh, Solomon. And um, there we're mainly producing uh, stainless steel cutouts of totems, but also in order to acknowledge the arrival of the Torres Strait Island folks from Saibai, who also had to leave their country under very dramatic circumstances because Actually, they were flooded and they had no fresh water. So there we also have a couple of the pearl luggers in order to signify the arrival of the Saibai people to Bamaga. Then we go to Lockhart River. Lockhart River, it was decided and, and Greg Ominia decided that it would be best to actually showcase the two rocks. They're these two rocks out the front in the ocean. Um, they are accompanied by two drums because Lockhart River is the only Aboriginal community that actually uses drums. And that is, of course, part of the heritage and the trade between uh, the islands and, and Lockhart River. But their drums are very, very specific as they have actually the mouth of a crocodile at the bottom of it. So very, very significant and um, telling the story of Lockhart River. Portland Road is another story altogether because in Portland Roads we're actually celebrating a significant piece of, I guess, military or naval history as it used to be a, uh, a major port for uh, the Americans during the Second World War. Okay. And lo and behold, we managed to find two bits of wood from the original jetty. And we're actually going to make that into a seating with a little park talking about that, you know, 5,000 people walked on this jetty in the middle of the war because that's all significant for Cape York, that up to 10,000 naval and military personnel came through the Cape, which is just, when I found that out, I just, I was blown away. And whenever I'm at Portland Roads, I do take a moment and close my eyes and then just envision what it could have been like to have a hundred-yard jetty out the front and these massive naval ships coming. Right. And, and then you've also got, I believe, Cooktown, where you're... Is the call still out for submissions from Cooktown, or is that finalised? Yes. And no, please. And thank you for mentioning that, Mark, because I do get lost in my story sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> a very significant point to make. No, actually, in fact, the, the uh, there's... Still a call for submissions for Cooktown. For Cooktown people, what do you think signifies or represents your community best? It can be wide open. It is wide open. Now, Cooktown is not short of cultural and historic representation. And it's most wonderful. It's really, I'm, I'm always blown out when I get to Cooktown, but... What could it be to introduce the traveller, especially the first-time traveller, to signify what's important, what makes Cooktown? So that is still open until the end of the month, I believe. Um, so your submissions, can you can send 
uh, to the council, and perhaps I think there's a link on the council website, but also you can just uh, uh, you know ring council and submit your idea. And my job will then be, once the council has decided, to then interpret the design and how it can be made in conjunction with the artist. When you consider the history, I mean, the Endeavour River, the history oh. of there, boy, you've got, it's wide open for there. Oh, absolutely. And we're, we're talking about the waves of people that came through. And the other day, I actually identified all the hippies that came through in the 70s. I mean, they made a significant cultural contribution, however people want to see that. But, you know, they were the waves of the people uh, after 1788 with the miners, the Chinese, the immigrants. And then also what happened when when suddenly the, the, the roads were open, when the roads were created. I'm also looking forward on your Facebook site to see the photos of this first one of the uh, Rora Rangers and the um, carving yeah. that they have. Mate, thank you so much for your time. And this is going to be an ever-evolving story, and I think it's one that's going to attract a, a lot of interest as well. So thank you very, very much for your time, and all the Certainly best with the so official one today. Oh, listen, I thank you kindly, and perhaps I, I can keep you updated on it, and we can talk again in the, in the future. And, yes, I encourage everyone, stop, have a look. It'll be just wonderful. Also, and I should mention that quickly, there's a lot of landscaping going on. Right now, it's the footpaths are being laid, but there's going to be a lot of landscaping going on. There are benches there that people can actually chill out for a bit before they go off on their merry way. Dave Lindell there, and when you get the chance, take a look at it, the gateway to the Cape. It will be in Lakeland, and it's going to be pretty amazing.